0: Manadeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to face-to-face-games.com.
1: Mike, I need you to be the voice of reason on this podcast.
0: I mean, that's never happened. <laughs> Even one time. I'm, I'm- in the you're almost ten-year history you're of this podcast, that
1: I've spent the entire afternoon in a uh, in a dark establishment consuming adult beverages, yeah, and I need you to have a steady hand on this. You've been at work all day, you've been a responsible adult, and I need you to just carry that through to the end of this podcast.
0: I'm, I'm sorry, Brian. I actually had a drink before I came over. Uh, Even though I've been like Tito's hell for years, I don't know what happened this year. I've been, uh, well, you know. I don't think a week has gone by that I've had at least one drink for, you know, maybe the last month or two, which is odd, because I didn't drink for yeah. for years. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like, just, uh, I kept, like, there's been, like, going away parties and happy hours, I just want to be social. So, like,
1: the one ring, it just calls to you, it just, like, no, scratches
0: at your soul? I had a lone Corona light tonight, <laughs> so uh, I think that, I think they'd probably know. I mean, okay. the, one night, um, I drank, you know, two Baileys. Uh, this girl who works for me, her dog is named Bailey's. She's like, why don't you, why don't you order Bailey's? Cause after my dog. Ugh. Cause it's disgusting
1: is the only pro- appropriate response. Well,
0: I don't know. I obviously have no taste for alcohol, <laughs> Doesn't, but no. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm the sober one. You are, you are, you're, you're official, dog. official designate the sober. I'm one. I'm going to say
1: ludicrous things mm. and then you have to rein me in and go, but Brian, explain to people what you might mean.
0: So speaking of ludicrous things, we're nine 9-10, right? Like nine and ten.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I don't I don't think the Knicks can maintain the, the eighth seed.
0: I mean, so we play against the Hawks tomorrow. You guys play against the Hawks too, right?
1: I don't know. Do we have any games I don't think I we think have? You guys g- have a game against I don't the Hawks. think we have any games against the Hawks left. We have games against the Heat left. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's the thing is. We have I, game we have a game
1: against the Wizards tomorrow night who've I, been like suddenly hot.
0: I believe the Cavs have six games left. We should win five of those games, I think, based on how we're playing. And then the last game is against Brooklyn. Wait, you're
1: still, you're still holding out that you guys are getting into the playoffs?
0: Dude, we're, all, we're not far behind you. <laughs> you're I, two games back. Two games back, of yeah. Of two teams. And one of them we're playing tomorrow night. I, I don't know if you noticed, because obviously they're just setting me up for heartbreak, okay? <laughs> obviously. No, is,
1: they're setting me up for Bonchon.
0: Okay. Both can be true, okay? But they've been blowing out every team. They beat the freaking Pacers by 17 points the other night. Yeah,
1: everyone's beating the
0: Pacers. But we're just smashing every team. We won, we won a bunch of nail biters last week. I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, my head does not say that this is a playoff run. But it's hard for my heart to not look at the score every night and be like, come on, guys, just lose. Just put me out of my misery. 20-something points against the Magic last night? Uh, it's... I'm telling you, the Knicks give up
1: 51 points in a quarter. Yeah. to the Lakers. <laughs> you know, this uh, just some uh, you know some some ridiculous.
0: You guys lost to the Cavs the night before.
1: Yeah, and also just a game to the Cavs that was in the bag. It was an in the bag game too, and they just let the Cavs climb back into it. Um, and I'm like, okay, well it's done, right? Whatever, whatever modest dreams we had of getting to the eighth seed, and you guys are winning at seventy. Repeating, play? repeating our upset of the Heat in the one eight battle. Or just over.
0: <laughs> what do you mean repeating your? Ups?
1: We did that. We did that in the past. We did that once before in ninety whatever the oh, year, year ninety eight
0: nine or whatever. whatever the
1: year we lost to the Spurs in the finals. Oh, yeah. We were eight seed to the Heat's first seed.
0: I didn't and, realize and that. We was beat an, them. That was uh, that was Dan Marley's team, right?
1: I guess so. Yeah.
0: I remember that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, and then I'd, I'd all but given up. All but given up at that point.
0: You guys are and, winning good.
1: And then they're just, yeah, they are like 12 and 3 though, that's 15 games. Yeah.
0: I mean I, the three losses are just I, choke jobs of epic I proportions. Hate to say it, but the Cavs are playing last month. calves playing better than the Knicks. They're blowing out everybody. I, I don't know, like this is just unreal. So I'm in a bar, like obviously, right yeah. before I came out here. We were like mm. cheering for the Knicks, obviously, in New York area. And the guy I'm with is like, the Cavs are good too. And I'm like you're where the Knicks are good and the Cavs are good. They've got, like, if you add together their wins, they have fewer wins than the Spurs. <laughs> <don't>, if,
1: you <laughs> wins, you if you add together their
0: wins, they barely have enough wins for the eighth seed in the Western I'd mean, be like, what do you think of as, as good? <laughs> like, OK so and the Spurs are going to win, like, 60 games, yeah. you know? Did
1: you, did you watch? You didn't watch Knicks last night, did you?
0: Uh, no it was so it was so it was just such a I mean I, there's no point in, in putting on more wages i've already it's uh, there's publicly known wages right now but you know a week ago I, my dad is like we're gonna make the playoff run we're gonna do this i'm like dad there's like a one percent chance we make the playoffs even if we go like eight and two atlanta's got to go like four and six okay and you know you don't know the knicks are ahead of us still and he's like no trust me i i think the, the knicks have got a hard road the because just because like, just they've got they got yeah. another game against the Nets, and they've got um, they've got a, 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 they're probably not going to beat the Heat unless the Heat decide to lie down. Or there's going to be mean, no they, way They've beaten the Heat multiple times. They, this year, they right? play up against the Heat, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, but I mean, you can't you can't think that they're probably going to beat the Heat. Okay, that's. A,
1: I mean, I can. I'm drunk.
0: I mean, the Cavs last six games are against like five easy teams, and their last game's against Brooklyn. At which point, Brooklyn will probably already be locked into their spot. Which is, you know, a lay-down job at that point. Right. right. So, like, that's the only reason I'm saying that. You know, obviously yeah, yeah, Brooklyn's yeah. beaten the Cavs twice this year. But, you know, it's... Game 82 is just like, oh, yeah, we're going to be five, or we're going to be yeah, six, yeah. whatever. It doesn't matter. We're just lay down. Um, so, it's... it's I, I, if we're just nine and ten, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I would love to be happy for you, actually. Forget about it. I'm not going to win the bets anyway, probably,
1: so... <laughs> Well, you might. I mean, if you get to the playoffs, that means we're not in the yeah. playoffs. That means you win your bet. I don't
0: know. The Cats haven't locked yet.
1: Yeah, but...
0: Don't we both have games against the Cats? I think so. Are you, are you honestly telling me you, you, you think it's beyond the Cats to lose seven in a row? <laughs> I mean, like, What's your I way? want you to say that you think that the Cats can't lose seven in a row. I don't, I don't, I can't say that. Really? I can't say that, yeah. The Cats are an eminently capable of losing seven in a row team. That would be the best possible scenario. I mean, we're only two behind, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's,
1: yeah.
0: it's been—it's a, a weird season. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird a
1: basketball season.
0: Disastrous season to watch. I'm like so glad I didn't get league pass this year. Because <laughs> I, mean, so I look at the scores the next day. I mean, maybe I would have just liked watching all these Spurs games. Yeah. Because I just love the Spurs. Do you see that? Whatever that guy who bought the Kings is like, oh, we want to be this. We want to be the Spurs, but exciting. <laughs> It's not the point His solution to life Is to to take DeMarcus Cousins And Rudy Gay That's not the That's how you Build the Spurs brother Okay Like well So what we want to do Is be the Spurs But take a lot of Inefficient long range twos That's going to be Our offense Yeah And then maybe like Not get very many rebounds (laughs) Okay Yeah That sounds a lot Like San Antonio (laughs) Bizarro Antonio um, so uh, are, you, are
1: you sad the Cube's
0: gone? I, You know I, I hate to say this right? But I mean I was kind of done with Cube Eventually Like, I, I had an awesome run with Red And then I started experimenting With these other decks yeah. And I mean like just, I didn't I don't think I You know No that's not true I won maybe one or two de- Drafts as a white blue deck But like The other Yeah, And after I showed you my white blue deck It was like a pretty shitty one I showed my I showed my white blue deck to Andrew And he's like This deck's really bad I won, the, I won the draft. And then I, I drafted one that was way better. I didn't win the draft. I mean, And I had a couple of train wrecks, like stone train wrecks. Like, I only won a match because my opponent timed out train wrecks. Okay? Sure, sure. So, like, um, and I had a couple of those. And I think it was just, like... I, and then I lost a match to this guy where I was white-blue. I forced white-blue. And then he, and, you know... Two won the draft. I, I lost, obviously, two games to one against this guy where my deck was... I think substantially better than his, but I could have taken like a 11th pick fire blast as a hate draft and I didn't. Yeah. And he got me with the fire blast sure. and two of the three games. Off. Okay, I mean, one game I'm I'm on the draw playing for the draft, right, so I'm playing for the win. But I have Descendant of Kiyomaru in my hand. I'm like, like my hand is like, literally like Silver Knight Descendant of Kiyomaru. I'm just gonna smoke this guy, right? He's playing Monterey. He's just like, derf, durf. Turf, Sulfuric Vortex, and I'm like, I have a zero percent chance of racing him—literal okay. <laughs> zero. I'm like, I have like a silver knight that does two points of damage. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like hills thundering me. You know, like my guys are coming into play tapped. This guy's all the haste. You know, he's like, oh, fire blast, you derp, derp. I'm like, well, there was one card. You, I mean, I've been on the other side of that yeah, table yeah, yeah, and yeah. felt the way he's probably feeling right <laughs> yeah, now. He's
1: like, I, I am the most powerful. Yeah, mage the
0: mage in the universe. world. But I, but from my side of the table, I'm like, any freaking card with Sulfuric Vortex, asshole. Uh, I raced somebody's sulfuric vortex. Oh wait, no, somebody almost raced my sulfuric vortex. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, I almost lost to this lingering souls guy because uh, of my sulfuric vortex. It almost killed me, but then I just, you know, I think I ripped Urabrask, so I, my guys had haste and his guys came into play tapped. It was just how that card works.
1: I did, I did one last. Hey, I did one last draft before the uh, end of the cube, and I ended up being like white black. Kind of like White Black Reanimator. Yeah. It was just kind of like... It was kind of like a just... Good... A good White Black deck. With Entomb, Reanimate...
0: So, and Elish Norn. Explain this to me. How come in non-powered cube, like, Entomb is always in the... like eight picks in Entomb is still in the pack. I don't know.
1: All the time. Let me time. tell you something. I, like... So, I just Entombed Bloodghast. Like... <laughs> I can't tell you how many times. Like... I, like, I took Entomb and Attrition out of the same pack. I just Entombed knowing I was going to wheel Attrition because I had yeah. a Blood ghast. I was just like, okay.
0: I'll you just, win that draft?
1: Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm winning the draft, but I'm like playing this guy, and this guy has literally all the wrath. He's got wrath. Who
0: cares? He's Good got catastrophe.
1: Gas. He's got a Merciless Eviction. He's got mm. Hallowed Burial.
0: Blood gas cares about Merciless Yeah, yeah,
1: and fun. Hallowed Burial. Mm. So he's just got this whole thing going on. And I'm like, yeah. we're playing this game. We're both pretty land flooded. Yeah. And I'm like, I've played a uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. blood gas and I've played like uh, the Night of Infamy. So I'm getting in for three. And he's. Like
0: he's white black?
1: No, he's. Uh, what the hell was he? He was blue white. He was blue white black. He was Asper. And so he like, he does something. He like wipes the board with one of his wraths. I have a blood gas. I have, I have nothing in my yard. He, oh, he hollered burials. So I, I lo- I've lost my blood gas. All this stuff's going on. He reanimates. Where he animate deads my knight of me, and then I'm like play draw, play land say go and he untaps and he draws and he goes catastrophe naming lands right so he's just got like a knight all he's got is a knight of infamy
0: he's earned him getting you
1: and he's just like he's like catastrophe naming lands I'm like okay I've got this flagstones of trocare and four more lands in my hand you win that one I destroyed him it was so disgusting. I think he found my only I think he found my only out. My only out was him catastrophe all the lands away.
0: I don't understand why do you like draft like wraths though? Like they're batting against red deck.
1: I mean, I've been in a number of drafts where it just isn't seemingly a red deck where people just don't want to be it. It's not the most exciting deck to draft.
0: Yes it is. <laughs> I saw these packs were like. I wasn't forcing red. There's five cards left.
1: Those cards are I like. Sent you, I sent you a link to one of those packs, didn't
0: I? Those was worse. It was like, fire blast, chain lightning, Thunder Maw Hellkite with five cards left. And I'm like, how did I allow this to happen? Is there yeah,
1: like, You did this to yourself.
0: The thing that was really struck me the first time I did not Formula Draft red this entire cube, was there like like pick 11 or something and there's still a pristine talisman in the pack but I'm like if I were forcing red that thing would have been gone on the first look. (laughs) I I had this long discussion with P. Sully about about uh forcing pristine talisman he's like why do you take it I'm like if I can't beat it. (laughs) So
1: speaking of pristine talisman. Yeah. Watanabe staff of the death mages
0: I mean, Owen said to play it play in his, Star, yeah. uh, not Star City, town um, yeah. Fireball, for previous week, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he actually tested it. I think it was just kind of like, I think I'd do
0: this. Sounds about right.
1: <laughs> so, the question I have
0: yeah.
1: is, if I'm not the mono black deck.
0: And you'll have to get to me.
1: And I'm not a mono deck that can sort of, you know, run those the other color staff. Mm-hmm. What do you do about the mono red deck? Or the Bob Boris Burn deck. In, in standard right now. Like, what's feasible
0: I played a lot of that deck right after... Um, hey, I'll go ahead and come up. VD for... made top eight of the uh, LA Open, I think, two weeks ago. Okay. Because... Um, yeah. I don't think we were actually podcasting over this. We were discussing no. things. No, yeah, yeah. And it was, like, during a stretch where I was just like... I'd won, like, six straight cube drafts or something, and I was like, how come I'm not good at magic? I'm only good at cube. I'm like, you're like, you're not good at cube, you just force mono red. (laughs) Which is true, I'm not good at cube, I just force mono red, because when I draft other colors, I'm substantially lower EV. So, I was talking to Peace Sully and stuff, and I'm like, should I just try to play mono red in standard? Maybe I'll be good at it. He's just like, yeah, sure, that's what you should do in life, you know. (laughs) I played VD's deck some, um, or talked to him about it, but yeah. on Twitter. And uh, that deck's lands come into play tapped a lot. Like you're off curve a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can't cast an Ash Zealot on the second turn off curve, right? Wow. So, I mean, I'm sure VD did way better yeah. than me. Like, you know, on the run- yeah, I mean, yeah. I only probably played like a dozen games or something. Right, right, right. But, I mean, you're not coming out. Your cards aren't that powerful. God forbid your opponent has the card Farikas Cure in their deck. <laughs> like even before Staff of the Death Magus, like it's just like a kick in the face for Farikas Cure.
1: Swamp Farikas Cure gain five life with a Staff Freakus. of the Death Magus. Yo, oh, I'm
0: just doing the math. Swamp. Four, it's four. Yeah, it's not five. Yeah, it's four. So
1: just five. It's just emotionally kicker. Emotionally, you get five, an emotional man. kicker of one life.
0: So, um, I mean, I think that deck kind of beats itself. Okay. Why is there put no...
1: Three, put three people through to the top eight in China, right? With
0: the I mean, GP invasion I was playing red-white, like, before it was cool, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you remember, and no one believed me that I thought I had a good match against baseball on black. <laughs> but, you know... You don't anymore. Because of Staff of the Death Because Staff
1: of the Death Mages. Oh, I got some could, dragons. Could, could Bow of Nylea be good enough for, for decks that have access to Bow?
0: I mean, I've been red against Bow and not liked it. It's hard to race. Yeah. Like, that's. Well, if you want to play, like, just a regular game... Like, sometimes you're like, oh, I got Boris Reckoners or whatever, I'm going to dominate the board, or... You know, you pick you pick your plan, basically, based on what you draw, etc. And, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to play this game, and then it's, it's going to come down to Lightning Strikes or something. Right. It's really hard to beat Bo in those situations.
1: Yeah. Um, like, if they... Even even giving them one turn, like, one... Un, you know, like, when they get to... End of turn, gain three, untap, and be ready to gain three again.
0: I mean... I played a fair amount of green like a week or two ago, just trying to make different variations on green ramp decks. And I, all my decks started out with Bow, and then none of them ended up with Bow in the main 60. Well, so.
1: Bow's a sideboard. I mean, I think Bow's certainly a sidebar. I mean, bo- Corsair
0: of Crufix, on the other hand, that guy's Krufix. a machine. That's really good. Yeah, he's good. Um, I don't know why. You think that Red White is the boogeyman? I don't think so.
1: I mean, it was the boogeyman this
0: weekend. That's Blood all. Blood Baron of Viscopa is the. Blood Baron of is the format, as far as I'm concerned. But like, uh, I, I was playing, I was playing like a lot of Mono Black Aggro, and I have no problems beating the Red White decks. I, I like, I, I read in Gabe Carlton Barnes, so we didn't even talk about this. Gabe won PTQ with Mono Black Aggro like a month ago. That's how long it's been that we Jeez. we've cast. So he's like, oh yeah, Red White, Red White's a bad matchup. So I just added Farika's Cure to my sideboard, and I'm playing four Desecration Demons main deck. Okay. I think I have an un- I think I have a hundred percent win percentage in tournament play against red 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 wh- red white okay. decks. Like you just and I didn't even have Staff of the Death Mage's tech. Right, right, all right. So when you just slow them down with Farika's Cure, trade some cards, and cast a Desecration what Demon. Are, what are you? It's freak-a-scur? really hard. Anything. Just an ash, They're zealot. ash Zealot. Sure. Like whatever. Like if their deck has eight guys and four of them are Ash Zealot and four of them are or Chandra's Phoenix, I guess when they have four mutivolts. Right. Freak Secure hits all their guys and so you just like don't die. Like not dying is awesome <laughs> and then like, you know what's also awesome? Herald of Torment. If you like Herald of Torment on a Tormented Hero, even if they respond by killing a Tormented Hero, you drain them for one, gaining a life and you don't lose the card on Herald of Torment right. and if it hits, you have a five. They like just lose to your five. It's too big. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like a super good matchup for Mono Black aggro. But Mono Black aggro has like a 0% win percentage against Blood Baron and Biscopa. But there's just nothing you can do about it. So you just
1: Orizov and, and Mono Black control, touch your white. Yeah, yeah,
0: like, or anything. I mean, like, I screwed up and I lost a match, a tournament match to a junk deck where it was actually an interesting spot where um, I'm like super winning, he's at nine. And I have a Mutavault and a seven-seven Desecration Demon. He top decks and plays a Sin Collector that doesn't hit anything, right? So he's at nine, right? So my clear play is like activate the Mutavault, attack with both, which does exactly nine to kill him. I'm like, oh, I don't want to lose my Mutavault here, or he might just sack to kill my sack to kill my Desecration Demon. So I'm like, I'll just attack with the Desecration Demon and not attack with the with the, the Mutavault. Then like he topdecks he top decks a uh, Voice of Resurgence. I'm so, so stupid. I'm going to lose. And I, so, I should have just won that game, which I didn't win, because, like, just sacrificed his stupid stupid of resurgence voice while hitting me with the Sin Collector <laughs> that, I didn't, that I didn't attack into. And then, so, I get him in the second game and the third game, like, I duress him, and <laughs> there's a Blood Baron of Viscopa in his hand. I'm like, well, I can't take that. I'm like, so, I'm just doing the math, and I'm like, all right, I need to hit... I need to hit um, uh, Lifebane Zombie. So there's no thought ceases in my deck right now. Ugh. I'm like, ah, I'm terrible. I just duressed him. <laughs> there's no thought ceases in my deck. So uh, then he played in such a way that I knew that he had drawn Blood Baron of Viscopa. I'm not sure, like, but I just knew the read was correct. Sure. And so he's like, Blood Baron's me, and I'm like, I didn't obviously didn't draw the the life bane zombie and he just had two blood barons but i couldn't beat the first one yeah yeah. so it didn't matter i think maybe playing blue black temple instead of black white temple and then playing far and away might be okay like sometimes you can bounce it like you you get you get your temple sometimes right and then sometimes you have an edict like i think that might be okay sure i mean i don't know i don't know how else you kill it like it's its whole purpose is to crush black decks right (laughs) so it's really good at that but i I don't know what other deck beats mono black aggro
1: does, Mo- Does
0: the, just the pack rat deck beat mono black Packer? Fuck no. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, let me t- let me introduce you to my buddy Thrill Kill Assassin. guy's just too good. He's insane. He's the be- You know what his awesomeness job is? Almost every other two drop in the format is just like cold to Sylvan Karyatid. That guy attacks it at Sylvan Karyatid oh, and then pisses on its corpse. That's really good. Like it's insane. Like, I, I beat this like. Who made the black green? or black, green, and white, whip deck, where it has like Commune and... Is that like Ari Lax's deck? Yeah, it's like Ari and Conley and... So I played against that deck some like in Qs and I was just like unenhancing my, my uh, Thrill Rating. Kill Assassin. Oh. And no, I mean, I've been doing it all right. Just, you were just leashing him? Yeah, he was leashed. i mean, like, all right, attack me with your giant snake thing. You want to trade it with my Thrill Kill Assassin? They're like, man, this is awful. <laughs> Just don't attack. or they have like, what is Is it Gerard? Is that the green, green, black, yeah, yeah, black yeah, yeah. guy? I'm like, all right, swing into your Gerard. They're like, this is just awful. No blocks. I'm like, all right, take two. <laughs> what are you going to do? Drain me? <laughs> how many guys do you have? Because you have to throw them at my Desecration Demon, or he's going to kill you, right? right. I talk Assassin is insane. I, I don't know how people have not been playing him for a year. Like, I mean, literally. Not,
1: I, mean, I don't feel like they're still playing him that much right now, even after...
0: I mean, seriously, screw red-white aggro. It's just... Blood Baron of Viscopa that holds, Mono Black Aggro is insane. It's just like, you lose, who cares about Pack Rat? Like, you could play Pack Rat if you want, but Gabe said it was bad, so I didn't play it. And all, and then uh, Larry Swayze said not to play Painseer, which I used to be playing. So you're just playing like 24 lands, four Desecration Demons. So you trade, I mean, this kind of sounds silly, but you trade Underworld Connections and Grey Merchant of Asphodel for Rakdos, Gaggler and Herald of Torment. Uh, yeah, so you have, like, Tormented Hero? Yeah. No, but you just get in, right? Like, sure. Like, those decks are bad against Esper and Blue White. You right. smash Esper and Blue White. You know, like, first turn Rakdos Cackler, second turn Thought Sees You, another 2-drop. You just took their wrath, so they're dead. Right. So, BT-dubs, they're dead. Right. Like, so, the mono Black deck can't do that. You're just like, I will accumulate rat tokens. I will draw cards that slightly greater than the how normal do you, How do you deal with rat? Attack into it. Okay. I mean, like, they have Doomblades a lot of the time, right? right? So you have ultimate prices. They might have ultimate prices, but their their deck is actually really bad against uh, against Herald of Torment. You just go over the top. What are they going to do? It's a 5x. Right. You can't respond to it, right? You respond to it, you st- they still get the 3-3. Yeah. And the drain is actually pretty relevant. Like, I know that sounds silly, but No, no, no,
1: no, no. I, I've, I've played a lot of Herald of Torment in, in draft. I, I know.
0: And, like, you just... You just wait on your thoughtsies to get their gray merchant. The only thing, the only thing they can dig them out of most of these games is the gray merchant. So you just wait until they're gonna cast it, yeah. and you just kill them. I don't know. I played a lot of mono black aggro against against uh, mono black devotion. It's not like it's a super easy matchup or anything. Like I'd much rather play against red white. I'd really much rather against play against esper. But it's like pretty easy. But the the I mean, black white control and junk are different because they might have blood Baron. After sideboarding, you have Erebos and they don't. I mean if you're Aerobos
1: has been shockingly good.
0: It's unbeatable in this matchup. They can't yeah, yeah. kill it. It's like your Blood Baron of Viscopa. Actually, I don't know. I I've been thinking like maybe you're supposed to side Erebos in against Blood Baron to turn off their lifelink. That's not terrible. The problem is you can't keep enough bodies on the table. Like usually like the decks that have Blood Baron can kill a lot of guys. Sure. So like it's just I don't know. Like this horrible Necro, it's like really bad. But if you're playing against like the fair decks or like the non-attrition creature decks, you're just like guy, 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 Erebos. And they're like, all right, I mean, we could make a game of it, I guess, but I'm definitely not going to win. So I was playing against KYT, right? So I'm like, you got the KYT in the Grand Prix, I think you should play this Mono Black Aggro deck. And and he's just like, all right, play me. Is this Is for Cincinnati or? I don't remember, from some standard Grand Prix. And he's just like, all right, I'm just going to be a stone asshole and play a deck of all prop, black, and buff cards, right? So, like, main deck, Fiend Slayer Paladin, et cetera. Okay, that's the deck he decides to play against me. So I crushed him. <laughs> he's like, all right. Uh. So game one, he crushes me, right? So I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm definitely not going to beat your best draw. Like, I'm like, unenhanced Thrill Kill Assassins, but his guy's have First Strike, so yeah. it doesn't matter. So, um, So, like, game two, I'm just like, you know lifebane zombie your guy who's prop black and then he's like oh this is bad I'm like Harold of torment Erebos so then in game three like I just like he's just, like alright un- impossible to win because his hand is like all unflinching courages and lifelink guys who he thinks he's gonna race me with because like you know that's yeah. what they're supposed to do and I'm like Erebos he's like wow I have a lot of two twos for three <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst <laughs> he's like well my guys might get big I'm like bigger than Five, six, indestructible? What is he, six, seven? He's huge. Oh, he's
1: I don't gigantic. He's
0: gigantic, whatever his size is. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, your guy's totally gonna be big. Bigger than five, six, indestructible. Right. Like, card.
1: like whatever their numbers are, are almost irrelevant. Yeah. I've, I've never actually, I don't even know.
0: Because that guy doesn't have removal, so I'm just like, guy, 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 Erebos, and he's like a fiend slayer paladin. And he's just like, am I supposed to attack here? I'm like, well your guy would die in combat to Erebos, so probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you gonna counterattack? I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. It's like, well, if I counterattack you, you won't have any blockers. I'm like, but you won't gain any life. <laughs> I'm going to draw three cards on your end step. And my hand is already all full of, like, removal spells. And your deck is all creatures. <laughs> He's like, all right, fine. I'm like, I just want to point out that you played a deck that was designed to hate. Oh, my deck that's. So the sweetness is in game three. Like, I I don't know. Dress thoughts he's Sam. I don't remember which one. I probably thought C's. Yeah. His dress seems kind of... Maybe Dress I, seems
1: kind of bad against the deck of no, no, no.
0: creatures. I think I had him all in because his deck has a lot of hex proof, so I cut out most oh, of my okay, yeah, point yeah. removal. So I think I had them both in.
1: Right. So he has, like, he has armadillo cloaks.
0: Yeah. So I, I think I sided in Dress as well. So I saw that he had, like, revoke existence, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be the best game ever. <laughs> it's revoke existence. Cause he was so scared of Erebos. there's no yeah. evoking existence, so I just never played my Erebos. <laughs> I had him. <laughs> he wanted to burn.
1: So when you're when there's no cube, what do you do? You just play standard online.
0: Standard. I mean, like, I was playing a lot of tournaments a few weeks ago, but I don't know. I just like, usually when I like brew terrible decks, I just play tournament practice room.
1: It's not. It's not that much time left in the standard format as it stands now.
0: I mean, I have my preview cards for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Me too. Uh,
0: yeah. So. Yeah. We can't talk about that. No, them, we though. can't
1: talk about it. But I mean, previews start next week. Yeah. That means like we have to do like a whole preview show too for
0: Yeah, I guess I guess we'll have to. That will be the worst.
1: No, it won't be. It'll be kind of fun.
0: <laughs> so, that's what we'll do. Tell you what. Um okay, I'm going to reveal my secret secret strategy. Will there be will, will there be cards to talk about on podcasts like by middle of next week? Yes. All right. So
1: So, so if we do this a week from today. Yeah. We can have special guests on the podcast in Marshall Sutcliffe and Rashad Miller.
0: They're going to be here? They'll be here. For why?
1: Grand Prix Philadelphia next weekend. Oh. You dummy.
0: You Is it limited? Me. Yeah. Why can't they just have a real format? Seriously, like, why not just make it standard and then I would have gone?
1: You could go if it's limited. I feel like it. Hey, just
0: seriously, play, like, I have no buys. let play some
1: green creatures.
0: Can you really imagine me doing this? Yeah, It's all that's Philadelphia. I'm going to feel like a jackass, right? I was talking to Becker today. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's a Grand Prix coming up. He's like, yeah, tax week.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. They have taunting John Becker on like an epic worst level.
0: Yeah, so he's going to try to get all of his work done so that he can go. <laughs> Which is like impossible, right? Which is like impossible. 90% of his cool. year's work is within cool. one week.
1: Like basically being a tax attorney is like... A piece of cake for about forty-eight hour, forty-eight weeks of the year. Yeah. Then for three and a half weeks of the year, it's insane, with what? people just like sending you stuff. Oh yeah. I sent my taxes like yesterday. Yeah, exactly. And then for the last half week of the year, it's people who are your clients,
0: stone who jackasses, been, who
1: have stone jackasses like who've been hit in the head with, with like, you know, uh, you know, tire irons. And I've been staggering With a box of wrinkled receipts Yeah And like Some vague suggestion Of how much money they made And then they dump it On Becker's desk On like Saturday
0: Yeah I don't know How much money I made
1: They're like Do this Do what?
0: This Yeah okay, What is it? Just do it They didn't bill me last year He's like I didn't bill you I'm like oh He's like I'll probably bill you For two years Does <laughs> Becker to your taxes? No it's mine. He's very expensive. Yeah, I must tell you.
1: <laughs> I mean, I just—I mean, I would. I just have an accountant that I've used forever, so. Yeah.
0: He does a lot of magicians' taxes. He does.
1: He does. But yeah. So so it's like Tax Week is is like pretty much the most epic taunting of John Becker ever. Like GP Tax
0: Week. GP Tax Week. Do you think GP Tax Week is the best the best possible title for this one? Yeah, I think it is. GP Tax Week.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. So. Sweet. So you think that like Red White's a legit A legit I mean, metagame player
1: I mean maybe I mean like Staff of the Destiny Just certainly Makes it seem scary For this week Right like
0: I mean I wouldn't Red White I mean I, I really wouldn't Red White
1: That's so what I'm saying It's like I wouldn't Red White I wouldn't Red White this week
0: I think I would like What's the biggest That you can go What do you mean The biggest kind of deck You can play Most powerful I, I If I had to play I would just play Monobag Aggro actually yeah. If, if Staff of the Death Mages is big, that de-emphasizes people playing Blood Baron because they'd be playing mono-black decks instead of Black Blue. I'm sorry, Black White. Right. I think that's good. I mean, I, I'd be fine playing that matchup all weekend.
1: Well, don't you... I mean, if people are playing... So, if people are going towards the black-white decks... Yeah. I mean, going towards the mono-black mono decks and going towards, like, Staff of the Death Mages and going towards, like... And, and going away from... You know, playing more swamps, going away from the Skylands, probably can't really cast...
0: Let's go get Bench.
1: Okay probably can't cast um, you know uh, a, bl- a blood baron yeah like maybe maybe you just go to the blood Baron deck like, maybe you maybe that's where you go
0: oh so you're saying that like you think that red will be so far disincentivized because of yes. because of staff of the death mages that yes it's just like forget that it exists yes I mean anyway the blood Baron deck can comp- contend with red anyway right I mean it's better than mono black I think Actually, no. Gray Merchant's pretty good. If you if you play against the red white deck, does the typical version of the red white deck have Assemble the Legion? Yes, right? I don't. I'm not sure. That was my ace when I was playing red white. But I, um, Chris, I mean, it was
1: certain, it was early on when you would see like those those decks play against the black decks. That yeah. Assemble the Legion was the was the trump
0: card. After, after sideboard. Right? After yeah. But Chris Bakula said like he had a very good record against Assemble the Legion just trying to race them with Gray Merchant of Asphodel. So I I'm not even sure. I got I have to tell you, when I'm in the black deck, I think I'm on the wrong side of the Assemble the Legion game. But when I'm the Assemble the Legion deck, I don't win all the time either. It's, okay. I, I think that if I were going to play a black control deck, I might go all swamps to maximize half of the Death Mages, so no Scrylands, four Corrupts. Because okay. then you win the Mirror match. Okay. Sweet in the Mirror match, right? So sweet. Over the top. You have like four Grey Merchant, four Corrupt, and then maybe play like. Erebos and Whip of Erebos, I don't know. I, I like Black White a lot because I'm very enamored of Whip of Erebos plus or uh, Okay. Also I own those cards. I feel like that was an investment that I made, so I have to summon <laughs> those sometimes.
1: So what, what I really want to do in standard
0: Fen We're supposed to do Fen against uh against right? We never did right?
1: <laughs> okay, so here's my Fenex deck right now.
0: There's, uh, by the way, Canadian yeah. listeners, this is going to be a terrible deck, so just tune out for a second. <laughs> go, go ahead, Brian. I want
1: Fennex, Faded Infatuation, <laughs>
0: Mnemonic copy, Wall. Copying Fennex. Nemo- no, nemo-
1: copying <laughs> Mnemonic Wall so I make a Mnemonic Wall and get my oh, Faded yeah. Infatuation back.
0: Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> That's my <your laughs> <Fenex>. standard deck. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to Fennex you with all my walls. <laughs> Tell you what, <laughs> do you have those cards? Because I'll yeah. play that in f Oh yeah. So I'll report about my 2-3 finish. Sure. Oh,
1: I can build that for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll run
0: that. Yeah. I actually own all the dual lands, so I can, I can supply those. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, fine. Well
0: I play like a little Demir Guildgate in that.
1: Little Demir, yeah? Some Omen Speaker.
0: Omen Speaker. Oh. Man, a faded infatuation at Omen Speaker is just a colossal waste of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What, you don't like
1: Scry and 4?
0: Okay. What do you, mean like?
1: <laughs> what is you don't this? like that? You don't like it? I mean, that doesn't make well, you happy. It's two separate
0: scries, right? Yeah,
1: but you're not gonna. I mean, like, First of all, I'm you can't do that. You've own. got another scry two coming. There's no way you keep those two cards.
0: Do you even play Scry Lands, or are you, you're so rich? <laughs> you got so much scry. So rich, I don't even need Scry Lands. Um, Wastelands are like back up to like 120 or
1: something. Yeah, apparently. Thank
0: God I didn't. Li- I thought so. They were at 60. Two years ago, mm-hmm. then like they went down, and I almost I'm like oh they're just gonna. Go down. Thank God I didn't get rid of all my waist They're like at 100, they're like they're 80 on the buy list now, right? Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. Thank God. For, should I? Li- I mean, I should liquidate them. They're not gonna go higher than 120, right?
1: I have no idea. I like 60. Oh, you should liquidate some of them. Liquidate 20.
0: Oh, listen to this. Then save 20 for next year. You won't believe this. i just like going through cards to make decks for my kids. But I just found a mint playset of guy's cradle. Just oh, wow. random in a box. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the ones I loan you? Yeah, Brian. They're the ones you loaned me. <laughs> I was actually like pretty puzzled because like, when I'm I was gonna run that. <laughs> when I was going through cards, like when I found out guys' cradles were expensive, I'm like, why don't I have more? Like I remember owning a lot of these because I used yeah, to yeah. I actually used to draft a ton when um when Urza Saga was, was yeah. legal. I'm like, I thought, I mean, I, I found like two play sets or something. One was all foreign. I have like a, I think a foil play set too.
1: Of cradles? Yeah.
0: those was for like a hundred each or something. Yeah. So more, whatever. Probably, yeah. yeah. If, uh, I was told Pete Hoffling the story about when Josh was going through my, my binder and there was foil cradle. He's like, I'll trade you a play set of Geist of St. Traff for this. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a great deal. And Pete was like, you didn't do it, did you? <laughs> I traded, I think, one Tundra for a place of guys of St. Traff. Is that a horrible deal for me? Probably. I still have four Tundras. Yeah, man.
1: but probably.
0: Josh said it was fair. I'm like, yeah. yeah, it's kind of fair, but that's one. That one of those is a dual man. Yeah. The other one's a standard card that's about to rotate. Yeah, but yeah. sure. We can Josh, do this deal. Josh fair. <laughs> we'll do this deal. One of my best friends. Let's just, <laughs> just do that one. That's fine. And like, Tay is like sitting there giggling. She's like, <laughs> a dual land got traded. <laughs> Yeah. Josh, um, I think that's Josh fair. Well Josh Josh's strategy he just trades fair, but he he always trades for cards that have like long-term, like long-term value, yeah, like yeah, yeah. dual lands and Jace's and yeah, fetch yeah. lands. Um but he like at the time of the trade he doesn't trade for values, sure. just, like he'll trade even.
1: Yeah.
0: So, yeah, so he Josh fared me. Yeah. And then like five seconds later, true name nemesis got printed. So any chance of those guys of say ever seeing play again <laughs> evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> with the most recent modern set. I'm mean, not sorry, not modern. Commander set. Yeah, yeah. Um, anywho. Are
1: people still playing True Name? It, it yeah. seemed to have cooled down for a little while.
0: You murdered the hell out of Geisus 8 That's true. Used to get played a lot in Legacy. Yeah. Um, so, Basco, I mean, you ready for some heartache? Are you feeling good?
1: I, I'm a little nervous, but I mean, the schedule's tough. I Like, I think the weakest opponent we have left is the Wizards.
0: It's so hard for me to look well, at this on. because I didn't think that the Cavs could do it, but the rest of their schedule is easy. Like, it's just like the Celtics, like Orlando last night, like, I think the toughest games are, like, going to be the Hawks, who are, like, on the skid, and the Cavs. And I just, I'm sorry, I know the Cavs are rated three seeds ahead of us, but I can't respect the Cavs. They... They drafted a Zeller brother this year. Couldn't they see what we did with the Zeller brother? <laughs> Was that really the best? Mason Plumlee, actually, it turned out okay, I guess. Where
1: is he? Is he on the Nets? I think he's on the o- he the other Okay, OKC, side? I think. There's two Plumleys?
0: I don't know. I think he's maybe the Nets. I don't know. The rookies this year were awful.
1: Hardaway's been great.
0: Um, you Hard- Hardaway's it? been terrific. Della Dova the Australian kid the Cavs had. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, almost an average NBA player. He's, like, that's not that bad for a rookie.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Plubby loves him on account of he's Australian.
1: Of course he does. So. Are you uh, are you going to see Captain America this weekend?
0: Uh, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but Winter Soldier and then Winter is Coming, going to be a cold
1: weekend. <laughs> I didn't see that tweet.
0: That's a good clue, right?
1: It was a good tweet. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's too much, like, I've, I've, I think TV is actually getting, like, really... Like, survival of the fittest. There's, like, too much good yeah, I mean, It's good
0: and bad. Like, I watched, I watched the series finale of How I Met Your Mother back-to-back with the series finale of Psych this week. Okay.
1: I never watch Psych, and I only intermittently watch How I Met Your Mother. Appear- like, Psych is a show, for, it's like a perfect example of a show for me. Like, Psych... Fifteen years ago yeah. would have been like must watch television. Yeah, it would
0: have been like 30 rock, right? Right.
1: It would be like, oh my god, I can't miss Psych. Now Psych is just like, oh, Psych's on because there's not a law and order rerun I can watch what? while I'm falling asleep.
0: Psych hasn't been <laughs> maximum psych for me. it would like, probably about four years. Yeah. But like four years ago, Psych was just truly outstanding. And it's not the kind of show that you would have expected to watch in the USA Network. Sure. And even since then, I mean it's had its moments, you and know. Yes, I just, yeah, like it just it's I think it's a perfectly watchable show. Sure. Uh, And, you know, I thought the finale was okay. Do you watch Suits on USA? I do watch Suits. Which I find to be a very good show.
1: I'm I'm shocked. I I feel like Suits feels like a show that should keep, like, getting cut... Like to me, like like it's, it's pretty good, but I like it. No, no, I, I really enjoy it. I, I like everyone on it. I really like the actors. I really like Except the Gina, way they
0: move it forward. Gina Torres is on Suits, simultaneous to being on Hannibal, Hannibal right? Yeah. And then Hannibal, um, by the way, is like
1: very high up. Is like my favorite show on TV. Right? Watching
0: it, not yet. I mean, I'm watching it. So it's are you watching season one? Are season one, yeah. Okay, you're not
1: into season not two yet. yet.
0: Season season I can season, tell what happens by some of the posters of season see, two.
1: See, season one is really good. Yeah, and season two is freaking great. So
0: it's like it's like next level. The trope is like he keeps feeding people to people, like oh let's come over to dinner and they're eating people. Well, he's
1: had, I mean, that's ton of a But that's what he's doing. Yeah, yes, right? yes.
0: Like, it's not clear the first couple of times, and I'm it's, like, it is, gets increasingly clear. It's, it's like
1: absolutely years. what's happening. So he's he cooking human body parts and serving them as gourmet food at dinner parties, intimate gatherings. Yeah, that's what it seems like to yes, me. I'm like, yes. like what
0: are we having? Sausage? Kidneys? Yes. That's absolutely what's happening. So, yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a little disturbing. It is, it is, it's, like,
1: I think it's gorier and more, like, transgressive than a lot of shows on cable, actually. Like, I think it pushes the boundaries further than like, even some cable shows. Do you shows. like Vikings? I haven't watched Vikings. Vikings is, uh, in my queue.
0: Do you have, uh, Amazon Prime? It's free I
1: have, I have to get Amazon Prime. It's
0: like so $8. I have, so again, yeah, yeah, I just... You have... Marvel Unlimited, right? And you had it before me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, any, so just public service announcements to people out there listening to this podcast, even those who don't quote read comics end quote. If you don't have Marvel Unlimited, <laughs> you're not doing it correctly. The first thing you should buy on your entertainment budget for the year is Marvel Unlimited. You could have gotten it for thirty dollars this year.
1: Yeah, insane. for the entire
0: year. It's like The value is unbelievable. Yeah. Right, like. If you just bought Hawkeye as a new comic, which you should do if you don't have Marvel Unlimited, because Hawkeye is insanely good, it would cost you more than the $30 for the entire back history of the entire Marvel Universe. You should definitely buy Marvel. So even, like, all these people who don't read comics, like uh, Matt Sperling and Ari Lax are, like, on Twitter, like, oh, my God, thanks for recommending Lock and Key. I don't really read comics. This is so good, right? Um, You should read Lock and Key if you don't read comics. It's really good. Um, Steve Satan was like I can't read Lockheed it's too scary my kids read Lockheed well my kids are reading Walking Dead now there's a lot of ape Ray in, Lo- in Walking yeah. Dead but yeah. my wife you've met my wife so yeah. my wife was like I don't care <laughs> whatever we'll have to learn about it somehow was it my seven years old son is right. he's like mom oh my god they gave the little boy a gun can I have a gun <laughs> like, yeah like I'm gonna shoot somebody who's cheating who you slept with behind daddy's back <laughs> Yeah, great, great. It's fine. Let him read Walking Dead. Like, yeah, that's that's my family. <laughs> you can see that, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just acted it out. Like, people just hear it, but you actually oh, no, just, that's, did, that's like, really you just did a whole, like, little stage play. Literally, like, out of bed.
0: You're supposed to be in bed. I was reading Walking Dead. Like did I Mike, have a
1: gun? Mike kneels down to be his son, yeah. and then he stands up, and he puts his hands on his hips to be his wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's about how it goes. Yeah. Um, you think... Like, there's a lot of not great... So my, my wife is, is studying TV, and she says that like the way producers look at TV shows is way different than the way we do. Like They don't care if they're good at all. They just care course, if they though. make money. Of course. But really, if you were a TV producer... I would, if I were a TV producer, I'd be like, oh, I would want to make something I'd like.
1: Well, I mean, I think you see different examples of that, right? Like, obviously, FX... Like, FX Network has taken a different approach, right? Like, they're clearly, like... look, we're just going to make really good shows. And we're going to make shows that we like because it makes money.
0: But do they, like, leverage, like, Fox resources to lower costs or something like that? I I don't know.
1: I mean, I think they just, like... I think what they really leverage is just, like, creators who want to tell stories they probably get.
0: Because, like... She's, like, you know... If you don't get hundred episodes, you're a failure. Like that's like. Well, I mean, it's it's different things. No, it's no, like, they can't hit syndication. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: 100, yeah, 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 hundred episodes. Yeah. So it's really, really interesting. I mean, just a different perspective than the way I would look at it. I mean, like to me, Arrested Development is near the pinnacle of how good a, a television joke to me. She's like worst failure in the history of television because like it costs so much money sure. and it, it produces you know nothing. Sure,
1: but Netflix obviously thinks differently, right? Netflix has a different a different.
0: I mean, they did something.
1: Well,
0: I mean, well, if you want to talk about Netflix-owned and operated, show, you know, they market Arrested Development today as a an Netflix-owned and operated show, which kind of is, kind of is, isn't it? right. But like, their 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 measurement is different because they 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 can directly tell you. Right.
1: Did you did you read the, um, uh, did you read how the much article money make? about Netflix data analysis?
0: Yeah, of course. I understand
1: how it works. No, did you read the article about? It? They just did a whole article about like.
0: Oh, I've I've like, read a recent one about. Yeah, it. yeah.
1: So they 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 just did this article about like their 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 data division, which yeah. just analyzes how people watch
0: shows, like like like. That's yeah, how they picked House of Cards, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like the idea of like House of Cards being the show really designed to be binged. Yeah. And like they they actually tracked, like one person, like they once the show goes live they have like up to the minute like how many people are watching right now how many people have watched how many episodes there. it would be insane you should go there and then buy a TV series from me um you should buy a wife for me
0: so they, I
1: they did uh, they had one person yeah. watch the show in one minute longer than running time for the show oh yeah for the entire That's season awesome. for season two
0: I I uh I was thinking about this tell me this is a crazy idea all the different disparate ideas that I've ever had for comic books or stories, like over like maybe like the last ten years maybe. Yeah. Um there show this when uh we went to go do a show and uh I just I'd been spending like two years writing a book and I was like with I was with one uh uh with OMC and I was just like this thing I wrote I spent like two years on it, and it's just crap. (laughs) He's like, oh man, I just totally, I had the same revelation like a week ago. I'm just like, I was trying to explain it to Becker, and he's just like, that's just everything people think are cool. I'm trying to explain it to my wife, and she's just like, this is incomprehensible. And I'm like, but I just spent two years of my life working on this, and I just think it's bad. And he's like, yeah, man, I don't know what to do. I did the same thing. So then... OMC like leaves leaves his computer to like go do a like a floor interview or a feature match, and I just like wrote this like lament of OMC's life on his computer on like a text file, like <laughs> on his computer, and he came back and he read it and he's like, who wrote this? Who wrote this? And he just like starts crying and he's like, this was better than anything I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, so I've, I had a lot of ideas. So I was thinking, like, what if I just, like, split them up into, like... Like, every individual idea is actually okay. Yeah. Like, But, like, maybe you just, like, put them into a universe or, like, a cohesive narrative They're like, they break down. But I just, like, wrote, like, a bunch of Kindle singles and just put them under somebody else's aegis as fan fiction. So, like, go in on Kindle Worlds and, like, like you know... I'm going to compromise uh, this is now a Mongolia ad spinoff. <laughs> what do you think? You think that's insane?
1: I mean, it sounds, it sounds insane at some fundamental level.
0: But like, there's that just nothing else work. happening to these stories, right? Sure. And like, I already, I mean, I, I could R.L. Stein them, you know what I mean? Like, I know the the path to some of these universes. Right, right. right. And let's be honest, the bar on fan fiction ain't high. <laughs> I don't know, it's just something I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah I'm like,
1: I kind of want to be a fiction writer. I don't really have the talent for it, though. Yeah, of course you do. Have you read, I mean, have you read, like, successful fiction? Yeah. It's, it's...
0: Not great. I mean,
1: not that it's not great. I mean, it's just... The the standard for what is good. And I don't even mean this in, like in an insulting way. I'm just saying, like...
0: It's not high. It's not
1: that high, right? It's just, like, you just have to convey your story in this
0: clear like compelling way. But so what I'm saying is if I if I wrote Kindle singles, right? Or if yeah. I wrote like more like like punchier shorter things like they didn't have to be this sustained length of like a novel, right? Sure. Or like a long-running comic book series or something. Yeah, yeah. I think that you can distill down the ideas that are fundamentally inventive and then you just sustain them long enough for like for this story sure. and then you can walk away, right? I think that that's the I I don't know This is something I'm thinking But it, you know, obviously This is easy for you to say You've written like a lot of I'm, I'm, seri- I'm serious I seriously want
1: to write a novel In the next six months
0: You told me you were going to R.L. sign one And you didn't
1: I'm, I have one And I am go- I think I'm going to
0: So yeah This is something I'm like Deeply thinking about And I'm like uh, I'm kind of also kind of thinking about What I want to do With the next phase of my life Oh yeah you know, So um,
1: Heavy thoughts for a podcast
0: We haven't cast it in a while <laughs> I don't know, you, you're about to turn the corner in your professional career, right? Yes. I'm excited for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see.
0: Like, maybe, maybe not, right? Maybe, but everything maybe. is maybe, maybe
1: yeah, not. Yeah, 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 there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on right now.
0: So, I mean, like, I, I don't know. Like, I sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, is this what I was made for? You know, this is not, I feel like, I don't know. That was a horrible sentence, and I apologize to the country of Canada for uttering it. I don't know. I look at myself. Is this is what I've made for. I don't know. Yeah. My son could have written that one. Well,
1: Your son's not old enough to drink, so probably
0: not. <laughs> oh, we've been drinking. No wonder this. <laughs> we talked about magic. We talked about we talked staff to, of the to, death. We mages talked about
1: staff thing. of the death Mages. Just we did. We did. Um, We're in that weird stage, right? Like standards a little, a little stale.
0: Tired of it. A little
1: tired. Um,
0: I got tired of Cube though to be honest which I didn't think was possible I'm
1: still enjoying Theros Born Born Drafts I mean Born Theros Theros Drafts yeah
0: you done a draft they switched the season in the middle of Cube so I'm accumulating tournament wins and then all of a sudden you're just like oh you now have two tournament wins I'm like how do I have two tournament wins I'm like what did you not get to your 15 QP? I didn't get anywhere near it. Like, once I got to five tournament wins or something, like I realized that they had split off the first three. Okay. I don't know how many I won in total. Like, yeah. I didn't play that many, right? I won over 75% of the cubes I played. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I won seven, something. something. Maybe I won five. I yeah, don't know. yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Once I realized that they split the season after I'd won, like, the first two or three, I was just like, I'm just never going to get there.
1: Right.
0: Right, so... I mean, like, I actually plotted it out. I'm like, for the if I played, I'd have to like win two cubes a day for the entire run of the cube in order to queue this way. This is not realistic, right? Like, I didn't even play every night, right? So, right. usually, like, I think my most I played was I. Play, I think the most I played was I. I won three in one night, maybe. I was it's up 20. until like five on a weeknight. This yeah. is like not. I couldn't see the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, this is not healthy. Yeah. Um, and are you,
1: so I mean, when you're playing Magic Online, are yeah. you able to functionally do something else? Like, are you able to, like, let's just say you were watching a TV show. Are you able to, like, watch that show and actually, like, take it in and draft?
0: I always have the TV on, but I actually have to play, like, super, super concert. Like I'll, I'll just give you an example, right? Yeah. So the first time I forced blue white, I went to one. And the reason I went to one was we had a new computer, and I didn't I didn't adjust for the trackpad. This is gonna sound really stupid. On the last turn, my opponent's definitely dead me. I have a Gideon, yeah, and he has a muta vault, okay? He's on six, and so he's gonna have to chump block my Gideon with the muta vault. But I draw Vidalcon Shackles that turn, so I can take the muta vault before he blocks. But I pass through my attack. So yeah. I'm like, all right, this is horrendous, okay? Um, hopefully he doesn't have Fire Blast, because that's the only way I can lose. Because so I can do the math, I'm like, all right, just don't have alright, fire blast. Fuck you. But it's my fault, right? If I that's like the I mean, and that's even- Are lo- you still dead to fire blast? No, I would have killed him. Oh, but it does can't
1: he just fire blast you before you kill him? No, he has to do multiple
0: things, oh, okay, including okay. the fire blast. Okay, okay. okay. So I only lose to fire blast. Alright, sure. so. Um like, I think I know some of his cards. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think I, like, yeah. know some of his gotcha. cards or something. You. And, like, but I, like, do the math and I'm like, yeah, I can only lose the Fire Blast here. Know, the reason is because he's tapped out. Right? So, um. So
1: all he can do is sack so, so, two mountains.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, what happened is, like, he's not He's not at six. He's like, I'm attacking with multiple attackers, but, like, because I draw the Vidalcan Shackles, he can't block my. But then he has to, like, Fire Blast my other guy and he's tapped out. Yeah. So, like, I can only lose the Fire Blast and then he, whatever, kills me. So, um, the, uh. But I mean,. That was like a one turn thing. I was just like cursing for the next half hour. My wife's like, is something wrong? Did I do something? And I'm like, no, fucking trackpad." <laughs> She's like, what did you do? I didn't adjust my trackpad." Like it was just really sensitive. You know, like I don't, I don't know how I could have like adjusted it to the point that it was clicking okay for me, you know? Um,
1: did, did I ever tell you uh, the story about my, my upstairs neighbor? It's a slightly older gentleman from Cleveland. Yeah. Lifelong Cleveland Indians fan. And uh, he marries his wife.
0: Yeah.
1: And she's not a sports fan at all. Yeah. She's just not a sports fan. Never, it never sinks in with her Like my wife, she 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 loves all the teams I love. She's gotten into it. She gets in, you know, she. Did she
0: start out a sports fan or no, you made her a sports zero, fan? Zero. Okay. Zero.
1: But, you know, a big Mets fan, big Giants fan, big Knicks fan you know she she like knows the players she can appreciate sure. some you know some of the nuance of the game.
0: Yeah, I always forget you're a football fan. I think it's weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, so he's watching the World Series. What is this? What was the year the Indi- last year the Indians you know, were in the World Series with against the Marlins 98. 97 98?
0: I mean they they were in the World Series a bunch of times. I think 90 no, it might have been 99 was
1: whatever it was. The year the year that the Marlins won.
0: Oh, the, the year that Joe Table gave it away with, like, three-run lead in the night. Jose Mesa? Yeah, Joe yeah. Table. Fuck that guy. I watched it live. Actually, yeah. So that day, I came back from one of your tournaments. It was a New Ground yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, I lost in the top four, so I made, like, 300 bucks or something. Yeah. Okay, it was pretty good. So I came home, and it was, like, the finals of the World Series. I'm like, oh, sweet, I can watch this. So I, like, missed most of the World Series because I'm playing a Magic tournament that you ran. Uh, and I come home And I turn on the TV I'm like oh We're like up by three And it's the ninth And the, 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 you know, the last inning Of the World Series For sure we're gonna What just happened Yes I remember that So
1: yeah So he's been waiting His whole life For yeah. the Indians To win a World Series And they're up And they're gonna win And he's he's sitting On the edge of the bed And his wife's In the other room Doing whatever Yeah. And he's just like Oh my god Oh my god And then yeah Jose Mesa blows the save And yeah. blows the game And the Indians win the And the Indians lose in the Yep. And uh, and he's just sitting there stricken. Yep. He's just, just, stomach punched, ball kicked, throat slapped, you know what I mean? He's just all like, at once. all at once. He's just like sitting there and he's like, oh my God, what a- <sighs> and his wife walks in and he's like, I love my wife. Yeah. He's like, I love my wife. I've never wanted to divorce her yeah. except for this one moment where she walks in and she's like, oh, did your team lose, honey? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, when when I got together with my wife, it was about 2001, we got married in 2002, and I want to say LeBron James got drafted in
1: 2003.
0: Sure. That's so about I, right. So, I, I was on a, I don't care about sports run for a while, you know, I'd be like, after having been, like, a rabid Cavaliers fan for, you know, sure. through my teenage years and early adulthood, I just kind of, like, moved to New York, I didn't watch much TV, and I was working a lot, and and I'm, I'm obviously, like... Played in every Grand Prix and beat every week. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can only have so much time for, for so many things. So I think it was like, my wife mentioned this to me still, you know, now in 2014. She's like, you know, when we got married, you we really weren't into sports. I told my <laughs> wife the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Look, are we, we'll be home. And then she'll be like, oh, there's nothing on. Do you want to pick what's on? I'm like, yes. And she's like, is it basketball? And I'm like yes. She's like, no, we're not going to be watching that. So
1: yeah, when I started dating my wife, it was like baseball was heading towards another strike. Yeah. Right. Like it was, it was a little bit away, but it was heading towards. the Mets were terrible. Giants were terrible. Knicks were okay. Ish. Heartbreaking to the, to the bulls every year. And I was just like, and she was clearly not into sports. And I just, I, I don't know. It's not quite a lie, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not that into sports. Yeah. And then, uh, and just I've slowly I mean, I, I, I've slowly worked them all back in Except hockey
0: So I was like into baseball Like when the I mean like I went to the Indians games A lot when I was a kid You know yeah. But um, You know when they were World Series runs Playoff runs When I was in college I watched a lot of baseball uh, And then You know I just thought, you, you know my story about God and football right Fake field goal Like when I was I want to say 13 years old
1: I don't I, I vaguely remember So, So
0: um, I want to say it's 1990 Broncos versus Indians for the AFC Championship. Indians are up. Last possession of the game.
1: But, br- um, Browns, but yeah.
0: i Brown, sorry. Browns yeah. against Broncos, sorry. Browns are up. Last possession. Is it possession? What's the word? Yeah,
1: yeah. Last possession of the yeah. game.
0: Uh, and so, horrible wind, horrible snow. You can't even... There's no visibility. Denver goes for what will be a game-winning field goal. So it's like setting up for the field goal. I get down on my knees. I just... Pray the Our Father, and I pray like, just let them miss, let them miss. Conditions are bad, let them miss, let them miss. So they go to kick the field goal, and it's wide. And I'm like, oh, the power of
1: prayer. Oh my
0: god! Literally, oh my god, you know. And then I just see the fucking ref in his black and white fucking shirt. <laughs> his hands go straight up. Oh, you know, like and he. And it wasn't wide. It was only wide to a reasonable-looking person looking at the thing. But apparently the <laughs> ref called it as having gone in. And so, like, in, like, the, you know, the Cleveland theme songs, like, they're like there's a song Bernie Bernie after Bernie Kosar, who was the sure. the star quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. And, like, one of the refrains is, like, Denver left with a fake field goal. You should be the one in the Super Bowl. Uh, I remember this, obviously, <laughs> 30 years later. Man,
1: have, you seen, have you seen the documentary Broke? No. Is that 30 for 30, one of the yeah. Bell Simmons produced. I I,
0: I know 30 for 30. I happen to have the Reggie Miller against the Knicks one on my iPad right now if you want to watch it.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> um, so Broke is about all these like uh, professional athletes who yeah. just blew all their money. And
0: like, like or Charles Barkley.
1: Like, like so many like, yeah. so many but but Bernie Kosar is one of the people that they interviewed. And Kosar.
0: Was his daughter's just, a stripper, right?
1: I guess. I, his his whole I mean, he's just like A flop sweat flop sweated mess throughout the interview. He looks like miserable. His father just like continually conned him out of money. Like his father signed a million dollar deal with the Cleveland Browns to get him to sign with Cleveland. Like where his father got paid this money instead of him. Like his father would just steal money from him. Yeah, it's just he's like it's it's the most like heartbreaking thing like like of all the like the just heartbreak that Kosar endured as a Cleveland Brown. Yeah. On top of that, he's just broke. Doesn't speak to anyone from his family, and he's like, he's like, honestly, I kind of like being broke because my family doesn't call me anymore.
0: Oh, man, that's sad. It's
1: it's just ridiculous. So,
0: the reason I'm on this trend is like, there's this movie Draft Day coming out. Oh yeah 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 with the with the just it's about like Reds. Kevin Costner and the Browns. Like, I, I don't know. I like, I really want to watch it, and I. hate hate football. I mean, you understand the story that I told you, right? Like when yeah. I was like an 11 right, right. year old kid, I,
1: gotcha.
0: I loved football yep, yep. and I didn't the care de- the for The devil like,
1: stuck it in your eye.
0: I mean like, I didn't care for, I didn't know about basketball, nothing like, yeah, I was like, the, oh, I love football. And the devil
1: came along and he was like, our father who art in heaven, ha ha. And then he hit you in the throat.
0: And I have not, you know, let's say that my opinions on various things <laughs> changed in that moment. One of which was football in the Cleveland Browns, at so age 11, right? So, I mean, it was like the worst, right? So, the, the Browns leave, and people would all like make fun of me when the Browns left Cleveland.
1: I don't care.
0: Right. I don't give a hang about football until I go to a Super Bowl party at Brooks' house, and it's the freaking Baltimore Ravens <gasps> winning the Super Bowl like five minutes after they left, and Bill Belichoke <laughs> somehow this. Some kind of genius. Pat Riley genius slash Greg Popovich <laughs> of coaching after he's oh I'm not a Browns coach anymore I'm just gonna transform myself into Phil Jackson Popovich. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't uh, follow the basketball, Phil Jackson and Greg Popovich are very good coaches. They could coach you to an NBA championship. And they could at least certainly get you to a second round playoff. I mean, in that like, I mean, easily, like, a, a, the, just if you just went to Denver and took a team of, like, Luis Scott Vargas, Patrick Chapin, Conley Woods, and, like, um, I don't know, two or Matt three, Place. Matt Place. Uh, you, they, they would win. 47 games in the West, coached by Greg Popovich for sure, right? Like Conley would be spot up threes, you know, like LSV would be like the KG point guard.
1: Somewhere Conley's like, Oh, actually, in college, I did shoot a lot of threes. (laughs)
0: Like Matt Place would be like a defensive wing specialist, you know, like all all, they only do one thing each. Chapin would, like, penetrate and kick it out to an open Conley Woods. Conley's not super mobile, right? But yeah. he gets in his spot. <laughs> like, He has just one move. You know, he's got to, I mean, no, his one move is to take open threes. But Chapin's just getting in there. He's like, oh, he's drawing double defenders. Kicks it out, you know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Greg I Popovich you. could easily coach, you know, the Direwolf staff. Like, to <laughs> Easily. The Denver the, Dire Wolves. The Denver Dire Wolves would be like, easily. No one wants to draw the Denver Dire Wolves in a first-round playoff. I mean, like, That's you'd right be like, oh, the Denver Dire Wolves just, like, snuck in in seventh, right? And, like, the Golden State Warriors are like, shit, man. <laughs> Popping the Dire Wolves again. <laughs> Who's going to contain Conley on the three point Right? You know what? You know it's true. Sure. Be like, man, place is pretty old for a starting small forward. <laughs> anyway yeah, then, yeah Anyway Greg Popovich Could 47 so, games so This is all By easily. way of
1: explaining Bill Belichoke
0: Fuck Bill Belichoke <laughs> Anyway yeah. So they called him Bill Belichoke When he was in Cleveland On account of You know We kept losing The AFC finals But then he goes New England Yeah that's his yeah, team yeah, New England yeah, He just, just Mono wins Super Bowls Yeah He just uses The Buffalo Bills As a <laughs> As a hanky Yeah
1: Year, and after, and year after Year after year
0: um, I don't know if we were talking about. So you you know Masai Ujiri right the uh, the GM of the Toronto Raptors yeah so he won Coach of the Year last year and I I only like it's I, I understand that you probably figured this out a long time ago right so he had this one big trade this year for Andrea Bargnani right and then the previous big trade he had was the the Melo trade for you know multiple assets when he was in Denver sure I'm pretty sure that Ujiri. Built his entire reputation as executive of the year just on Dolan. Right? <laughs> he pleased Dolan so hard yeah. so many times, but on different teams. So people just like, like, wait, is Jerry really that good? Or does he just keep picking the next pocket? Oh, you probably figured that out already. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine just having Greg Popovich as your coach instead of whoever the hell you have? I like.
1: You think, like Mike Woodson? I don't think he's. Te- I don't think Woodson's terrible. Like I think he's fine. Like I mean, I would like to have someone else as a coach, but I don't know who. <laughs> but, I don't, but I don't know who. That's the thing. Like I don't think. I don't think he's. I don't think he's any worse than the other options available. Like, you know, like they keep talking about replacing him with Steve Kerr. I'm like, is Steve Kerr going to be that much better than Mike Woodson? The only way he's going to be better is that he's. In sync with Phil Jackson.
0: I mean, like... You know Steve Kerr's a super-fave player of mine. He was a sure. long-time Cleveland Cavalier. Sure, but
1: I mean, do you feel like you feel like this guy's a slam-dunk better I coach, coach
0: than Mike Woodson? Wh- whoever is in charge... Whoever the coach of the uh, the Houston D-League team is, I don't even know who. That's sure, who that's take. what you take? They take 50% threes, and they crush the D-League championship. Just
1: take, or just take, like, the next Greg Popovich assistant?
0: No. I mean... I had the last Greg Popovich assistant as my coach right now, and he stinks, <laughs> right? So, um, Landy Ho thinks that, like, Mike Brown is maybe, like, a good assistant coach to Greg Popovich and just not good sure. enough to be a yeah, head coach. A bad... But, like, whoever's running season, Houston's right? D-League team, is in, they take 50% threes, and they win all the D-League games, yeah. right? Like, so, the, the criticism of Houston is that their offense is predictable. Like, the, the whole notion of players like, I don't know. Antoine Jamison and Amari Stoudemire is that power forwards who take mid to long range jump shots confuse defenses right right that's that's the whole thing you know and then Houston's just like no we don't take two-point shots we take dunks layups and threes and you think like oh well that's a really predictable offense surely it will be easy to defend them and the reality is LaMarcus Aldridge one player on the, the Portland Trailblazers has taken more two-point jump shots than the entire Houston Rockets this year. And the Houston kind of insane. and Houston has the best offensive differential in the entire league. Like, they're, it just turns out that, no, you don't have to take shitty shots. Right. Like, if, I mean, granted, their personnel is insane, right? right? Like, they have, like, the best power... I mean, uh, you know, one of the best centers and one of the best... Yes. Um, shooting guards in the league, and they have they have good backup players. So, and obviously, like if you had Tyson Chandler, you know that's not the guy you want to run an offense through. I mean, he's a spectacular basketball player, but have you have you watched any Knicks games by the way? Yes, obviously. Have you watched Stat lately? Wow. He's been playing better than he's been playing his best in three years for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he stole. Why do they call him Stat? They never call him Stat Phoenix. <laughs> Why do they call him Stan? What does that it mean? It stands
1: for Stand Tall and True or something like that. Or,
0: does it stand know, for, it's like, Punch-A-Fire punch Extinguisher? Punch-A-Fire Extinguisher, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, the Knicks should be gone paper, right? Yeah, I mean,
1: they, they, they had a bunch of stuff go wrong for them early in the season. I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I really think the biggest thing that went wrong for them is exchanging Jason Kidd for Andre Margnani, one of the best players for one of the worst players. <laughs>
1: I, 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 the thing that I was just excited for last night was... I think, I think a lot of what the Knicks were counting on this season was Shumpert. And he just played terribly for the first half of the season. I think Shumpert played okay. For the first half of the season, he said. He played terribly. Yeah. He's been playing good lately. And last night against the Nets, he had just a, just a game of his so, life. What I don't
0: understand is... I understand you guys playing this game of chicken with Jeremy Lin, right, and then losing the game of chicken. I honestly kind of understand that. Yeah, I, I actually but, had no problem with that. But why would you let Landry Fields go? It wasn't expensive to keep him. That's a, I no it doesn't idea. make any sense. It's like super good and doesn't cost very much. What did he want, $7 million? Uh, I, I, don't think like they liked, I don't think
1: they actually liked Landry that much.
0: Why he makes too many shots? Too I reliable? I don't know. Doesn't make enough mistakes? Doesn't turn the ball over enough for them? I, I mean, like Landry's like literally just a super solid guy. Makes two point shots at a good rate. Plays decent defense. Doesn't make a lot of I mistakes. I mean, if you, I mean if maybe, maybe he's just
1: out of, maybe he's just priced out of there. What they what they like valued for seven
0: million dollars? I don't I know. Don't what know. He, I don't know what Toronto plays. i but mean, I, I think
1: Toronto but. paid him more than they were prepared to offer. Him.
0: Like I don't. You really think that letting Lin go was I mean, all right? He's, like, I, way better than your other I mean, point You, could, you couldn't,
1: well, I, I don't know if you, I guess maybe they, if you assume you're going to get someone else or you're going to draft someone or something's going to happen, but I guess they just, they just they couldn't reasonably take that, sign that deal.
0: Why? It was just
1: set, I forget how it isn't it structured in some way that it just... Yeah, it's, just, like,
0: like, back-loaded in the back, like, two of the five-year deal, or yeah. it's expensive or something. Yeah yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? I don't know. Your team yeah. already employs Amari Sotomayor and... Well, that's and part of what you can't, right? Like <laughs> Carmelo Anthony and Tyson Chandler. Like, who cares? Your valuation yeah. of your team is insane. I mean, Lin's
1: Lynn, okay. He's not He's not a superstar.
0: Oh, I'm not... First of all, it depends how you define superstar. Sure. If you want to define superstar in jersey sales, I think he is a superstar. Yes, I agree. Okay.
1: I agree. In that sense, I agree. But, I mean, I mean whatever. But I in mean, terms
0: of, like, offensive efficacy, he would he would be in the top five on your team. All right? Sure. So, um... Like you have one of the best centers, okay? Then you have like overrated other forwards who are pretty good, and your guards are very weak. In terms of a in terms of a playoff team, is that sure. not?
1: Uh, I mean, I I I think I'll put Hardaway and Shumpert up against
0: other elite backcourts. Yeah. Which which backcourts in the East do you think they compa- compete with? Toronto. Uh, yes. Toronto's way
1: better. I, well, not not well. I'm, I just said Trump and Hardaway. I didn't say point guard. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I guess you just ignored Felton. Yeah,
1: just ignored Felton and Pregroni. <laughs> I think the Pablo's okay. He's okay. They're it's okay. Good. They're okay. I, I mean, it's, like, obvi- it's obviously their big, their big, their glaring weakness moving forward. I think it's. I,
0: so I, I'm actually curious about this. I would say that Melo's having his best season ever this year. Absolutely, he's played been really,
1: he's played, played, phenom- played, played, played. Uh, a style of basketball contrary to what his critics accuse him of.
0: An Elite three-point shooter this year.
1: Elite three-point shooter, a rebounder, capable yeah. of getting assists when when necessary. Like he doesn't put up gaudy assist numbers, but like when he's double-teamed,
0: he's kicking the ball out. Substantially above-average play, I would yeah, give yeah. him. Right, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Not superstar-level play, but good, very good. Okay, I, I would say. Uh, I,
1: I think. I think he's. I think he's a an elite point guard away from superstar level. I think like if he had an elite point guard, he's actually just.
0: However you. He's wanna, in the discussion how, for MVP this year. However you want to parse this, I would say he's comparable to Kobe's better years. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> however you want to parse that, right? Sure. he's a, he's still a gaudy scorer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, but the, the, the reason one of the big things that that I draw ire around Melo is that Melo's obviously very. Good. Okay, he's yeah. very good. But the thing is, like, when people talk about what a superstar Melo is, I like, mean, it's just he plays the same position as both KD and LeBron. It's really hard to take that as, like, a serious comment, right? Sure. Because, like, either of them is literally twice as good on the floor as, as Melo on his best night, right? Sure. So it's just like, yeah, he's an elite three-point shooter. Great. He certainly doesn't affect every single possession on both ends of the floor like KD and LeBron do. But he doesn't have... LeBron's pure athleticism and KD is like he's just like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at this point. Wherever he wants to stand. Go back go back through the old
1: podcasts and find me and Steve talking to you about Durantula. Tar-
0: tar- tar- uh, first of all, I don't like KD and I still <laughs> don't and um, I, I would like to remind you we want to go back in the podcast. What is my I never said he was not quote a good basketball player. What did I say I didn't like about him? Do you I don't remember? I don't remember that, that he's soft, game. okay? <laughs> Who's that guy who's with Stephen A. Smith on that show you say I should watch? Skip <laughs> yeah, He says he's soft, too, okay? Neither one of those guys understands one wit about basketball. I don't understand how they have a show, and I don't. Maybe if I just say that everyone's my friend, uh, bring back my hairline a little bit and yell a lot, I could be yeah, on ESPN. That, that sounds anyway, like an accurate my, uh, friend, my friend LeBron James bought me a houseboat, <laughs> and on that houseboat, told me, told me... He is opting out of his contract, whatever. Anyway, um, but I do think he's soft and I'll tell you why, right? There is no possible way that a guy of his height, no matter how good he he is, should be able to conscience the fact that Kendrick Perkins (laughs) has been the center on his team for three playoff runs, okay? You're six feet 11, don't don't get listed at six feet nine, so that you could play small forward, okay right. if you're a six foot 11 god of basketball your job is to be on and against Tyson Chandler sure. Dwight Howard sure. dare I say Andrew Bynum <laughs> <laughs> right seriously like it's so unfair right like just like Kevin um, uh, Kevin Garnett like playing playing pa- and for that matter Tim Duncan. Right. Both Duncan and Garnett played, played a position down so that they wouldn't get guarded by elite centers and allowed them. I mean, they're both super good players, don't get sure. me wrong. But if KD wanted to play power forward like LeBron does now and like Melo does a good portion of the time, I would be less critical. But he plays fucking small, okay? And he's the size of a center. That's it's ludicrous. He's like the inside game of Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Look, watch how he plays. He's just automatic from mid range. Nobody else plays yeah. like this in the entire league. Yeah. Okay. Not even LeBron. Okay? Plays like KD offensively in the entire league. And half the reason is he's every time they lose a game and Kendrick Perkins watches <laughs> as whatever guy he's supposed to be guarding walks past him into the paint to lay the ball up, that's Kevin Durant's fault.
1: Sure.
0: Do you not agree with I understand the guy is an offensive marvel. You know who's an offensive marvel? Kyrie fucking Irving. Okay. I played the same level of defense as Kyrie Irving. <laughs> You put me in on the defensive possessions of the Cleveland Cavaliers, the exact same number of points will be scored by the opposing point guard. Exact same number. True or false?
1: Uh, I'm going to say false. <laughs> I'm just
0: going to say <laughs> false. I'm going to play more tenacious D than Kyrie. That's right. Right? You're right. I'm going to spit in his eye. My dad played college ball, and he said, you go up for a layup, you spit in their eye. <laughs> That's what my dad taught me about basketball. Oh
1: well, there you go. You learn something new on the Top 8 Match Podcast so, every uh, day. Yeah, yeah. Or every three weeks.
0: <laughs> play we would go play pickup ball. Like, I mean, it's not like my dad is a athletic marvel or whatever, yeah. but me, like, you know, a 14-year-old me and my dad playing pickup ball against other children like, on the playground. He's like, we won again. <laughs> Adult. Like, you're spitting that kid's eye, Dad! He's like, like, a 13-year-old kid, his little brother, against me and my dad. My dad, who's like, you know, I don't know, 40 or whatever, and played college basketball. <laughs> By the way, I'm taller than he is, so that should tell you something, but, you know, you know, it's like, you know, he can make like 60% of his foul shots. <laughs> so, so next Thursday,
1: Cats Cast with Rashad and Marshall?
0: Cats Cast, Cats, cat, cats Cast, Cats is Cast. Cats is Cast. Cats is Cast. I want to say yes, I'm so to make sure that I'm not, su- oh shoot, I can't. What? I have a couple's dinner day on Thursday next week.
1: Wait, what? Yeah, I did.
0: This is a true story.
1: It's like a magic couple?
0: Yes, it's my upstairs neighbors. Oh, okay. The, the sharks. Yeah. Okay. It, it's not even that I can't get out of it. I mean, I don't want to. There are, you know, my, yeah, yeah, my no, wife and sharks set it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. like, uh, make sure Michael's free on Thursday. Can we do a different day? Have Probably. them come in a day early.
1: They are coming. In, they're coming in Thursday morning, and then they're, we're going to Philadelphia Friday. They'll be back on Monday. So we, could, we, should,
0: we have to do some other kind of cast next week
1: yeah have them come in a day early they can't doesn't work scum yeah
0: um, that would be sweet though yeah Uh. what do you think you guys think in your heart yeah eight nine or ten for you it's not gonna be ten right
1: it's gonna be nine you think nine it's gonna be nine i think the hawks are gonna end up eight
0: yeah, I mean that's what the math says. The Hawks end up.
1: Yeah, the the math says Hawks end up eight. I think it's eight, nine, ten.
0: I mean if the cats can still. You really don't think the cats are capable of oh seven? I, I, they are capable. I of, haven't
1: looked at their schedule. I haven't looked at their schedule. I don't
0: know who. I think playing. they have to play both of us if we want it. That's two <laughs> wins off of them, right? <laughs> Maybe, but seriously, like, I looked at the last stretch. Like I'm like, if the Cavs go eight and two, and the Hawks go four and six or whatever. We're in that spot, okay, but point. I thought we were going to lose to the Pacers. That we beat the freaking, but then we lost to Brooklyn. That's the thing I was just like, I thought we were going to beat the Brooklyn and lose the thing to the, is the Pacers. Kn-
1: Knicks have gone twelve and three over the last fifteen games. Yeah, it's not sustainable. And, and they're only like a fraction of a point in the eighth playoff but spot so right
0: now. The thing is, like, if you look at the remainder of the Cavs schedule, the toughest game on the docket is Brooklyn. Who's going to lay down for them in Game eighty two, for sure. What, why would they possibly try?
1: I have no idea.
0: Right? I, I mean, didn't... like, the Cavs have, a, have the Cats and the Hawks, right? Right. The Hawks game is a must win. If they lose this one, then the Hawks right. are probably locked, right? Right, right. So they have to win this one. Right. But then the rest of the the Cats, the rest of it's like Orlando, the Ugh. Celtics. It's just not teams that are going to, not even going to try.
1: Now I have to look and see who the Knicks have left.
0: Knicks have have Miami? I
1: know the Knicks have Miami. That doesn't scare me, oddly enough. How, how does Miami not scare you? I don't you? know.
0: The Knicks have been able to... Beat... Oh, they're two-time defending champions. They happen the, to have LeBron James. The Knicks James. have been
1: able to play really well against Miami when they've yeah, played they them. they
0: play up against Miami. Everyone knows the Knicks play up against Miami. How come they didn't play up against Miami in the playoffs either of the last two years? I mean... <laughs> I mean, you're not scared of them, though. <laughs> Who do you got? Let's see you got the whiz.
1: Well, we got the Wizards. Like, is that is tonight? That, is that, I think that's tonight. It's yeah. back to back, then. No, no, I mean it's tomorrow night. Okay. Cavs
0: have have Atlanta tomorrow night. What do we got?
1: Knicks. So Friday Friday versus uh, versus Washington.
0: Wizards could beat them.
1: Sunday at Miami. Friday. Oh, at Toronto.
0: Toronto.
1: Sunday versus Chicago. <laughs> Good luck, dude. Then at Brooklyn. Then at Brooklyn. And then versus Toronto. Wait, so first of all, we
0: have two against Toronto. Toronto's really good.
1: <laughs> but Toronto might be in lay-down mode at this point.
0: No, they need to lock three. Do you think? If they? Yeah, if they fuck up too much, they're going to end up fifth. <laughs> this is the East, dude. <laughs> 35 wins makes the playoffs in the East. I mean, this, this, is a pretty, this is a pretty tough... That's a tough run. Look at the Cavs schedule. It's like the Celtics. I mean, the Cats... I mean, they had to play the Cats in, in Atlanta, okay? Like, those are the tough teams. That's a tough run. You got Miami. Why did you Google that? Why don't you just, like, click NBA Home or whatever on the I site? I don't
1: know. On? All right, so Cavaliers schedule. So what's, what's today?
0: Uh, like April okay, something. so they play the
1: Hawks. The, oh, Jesus, the schedule. Yeah, no kidding. The Hawks, the Bobcats, <laughs> the
0: Pistons, the Pistons,
1: the Bucks, <laughs> the Celtics, and then the Nets. The Celtics is the tough game.
0: <laughs> oh my God! I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> the two games is nothing. We just have to beat the Hawks on Friday. Wow. So if you beat the Hawks on Friday, yeah.
1: And we beat. The Wizards, which seems likely. That's the, it, both of these seem likely to me. Then we go a full game up. You guys on are, the Hawks. Right you, now we're, we're percentage points ahead of the Hawks.
0: And then you, then you have, shush, <laughs> Miami.
1: All right, now I need to see the Hawks schedule.
0: <laughs> that doesn't even matter. I don't think the Hawks are in this equation anymore.
1: I mean, it kind of matters.
0: Let's I mean, the Hawks are going to be eight, right? I don't think they're in the equation. It's definitely going to be eight. <laughs> what do we got left? How, you are on three different sites for Cram, these schedules. <laughs> you are so bad at the Cram internet. It. Okay, Brian looked at the schedule of the Knicks, went back to Google, Googled the Cavaliers schedule. Shut up. Went back. Despite the fact that he was on a site that he could have just okay. clicked the Hawks okay. logo, okay. Googled Hawks, the Hawks schedule. Hawks
1: play uh, Indiana.
0: <laughs> Good luck.
1: Uh, Detroit.
0: All right, garbage. Boston. Garbage.
1: Brooklyn, Miami, Charlotte, and Milwaukee.
0: All right. At least three of those teams are just stone better than the Hawks. They have no Horford. He's been out for the season. But they just got Corver
1: back. Well, Corver has been terrific for them this year.
0: I mean, they were in third for the good first third of the season. But I mean.
1: You see them losing to the Pacers. You see them losing to.
0: I think they're going to lose to the Pacers in Miami. For sure.
1: And what about Brooklyn?
0: Maybe Brooklyn. I hope they lose to Brooklyn. I need Brooklyn to do real well so they lay down for us on Game 82. <laughs> I mean, my, part of my plan is Brooklyn lays down for us well, in Brooklyn's Game 82. But Brooklyn's already. But not, but, but position, not from position. Not from position. Right? There's a big difference if you're playing against Toronto, the Pacers, and right. and, and Miami. Right. If right, you can, now,
1: right now, Brooklyn's in the 4-5 matchup.
0: Uh, I think they're in 5 right now. Right. So it doesn't really... I mean, they might get home in the first... But... Though they should be settled by 82, right? I don't want right. them to be in a spot where they have to win to, sure, to sure. not play against the Pacers or something. Right, 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 right. In that case, then, they're going to try, and we're right. going yeah. <laughs> to... I don't need them trying, okay? Uh, we like, hey, you know, Q- so this Q- is, this Q- actually, ID.
1: This actually puts Bonchon in doubt.
0: Not really. I mean, let's be honest. I haven't won a basketball bet in two years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know why I keep making But I mean the, all my basketball bets Are like over dinner
1: Right 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 You have so. dinner with my friends
0: So but Enforced
1: credit card game loss
0: <laughs> So uh, I'm sorry if you like Magic the Gathering This has probably been A utterly pointless Drunk podcast for you <laughs> What is this Taunting John Becker uh, Grand Prix Taunting John Becker What's
1: uh, name I don't remember It's GP tax, Man. GP Tax, 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 tax taunt. Week Taunt Yeah something like that tax taunt. You wanna,
0: do you want to do you want to get Bauhaus?
1: I don't. I, I got really uh, I got terrible food poisoning while I was in San Francisco for the Magic Online Championships. Like I disappear from the coverage on Saturday Yeah. because I just You ill I We went to the food truck thing in San Francisco and I had I went to Chairman which is like the whenever you tweet about Bauhaus yeah. it's like People tweet about going to the Chairman in San Francisco.
0: Oh, it's like the Bauhaus. Yeah, it's like a truck,
1: but I got I got violently ill. That's like, what. That's
0: violent. why you should go to the, go to the one that's actually a building that's run yeah. by a top chef. Yeah, yeah. No, judge. I know, yeah. I know. But
1: I'm just like I need a couple days before I can sort of Venturing deal with a enemy. bow. Like a bow just kind of makes me gives me the quiz.
0: So strip clubs in San Francisco. You have uh, a story. I, I don't. know. <laughs> I, I, Hashtag I, MTG stories.
1: <laughs> so it was. It was. Uh, hard story to well it's not a story it's a story of walking by one we went to go see Sabotage Sabotage um, which is you know it, you know, if you like Raw Deal and Predator you take the worst I know what parts raw of, deal is. you take the worst parts of, both of those movies yeah. <laughs> you'll end up with
0: Sabotage yeah. um, but who's this Olivia Williams she's very beautiful right she,
1: Olivia Williams is the teacher from Rushmore she looks really beautiful She's a good looking woman. She's, you know. She was in Rushmore like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, funny thing about beautiful women, they become older, beautiful women. Oh,
0: I really prefer uh, uh, Mrs. Underwood to uh, the Princess and Princess Bride. Sure. I really prefer her. Sure.
1: Really. Um, but anyway, so yeah, we were just, they were just trying to entice us to go in to this establishment yeah. while we were walking to the movie theater and they're like, you know, you know, do you guys like vagina?
0: Yeah. What yeah, like, oh, are yeah. like five bucks to get into it? Right? Yeah,
1: like like five bucks. You guys like vagina, five bucks. I'm like, I certainly don't like five buck vagina. <laughs> and then the guy's like, Well you know, you can you can pay more <laughs> You know. <laughs> like Okay It's like sunburns. I'm like, sorry buddy sorry buddy, you've already lost this exchange. We're going to the movies.
0: <laughs> what is this? Hashtag five dollar vagina? <laughs> no. Um mtg stories though that all this stuff happened since we cast it before mtg stories and werewolves werewolves mtg werewolves we should start that MTG. i can't believe how many people like the werewolf story but didn't the, the I, I was surprised at how many people didn't given how many like i had like 100 people like the werewolf story but then like only like five people like the steve satan juicy boo story you know this story yeah did you read that one yeah i did so, it's not as good as werewolves. That one always awesome.
1: Yeah. But yeah, I, I also people really like the Kevin on unlimited
0: stuff. You could have done better on that story. You phoned that one in. I phoned it in? You phoned it in. How did There's I so many that good in? details, like like we were voting about where we're gonna go. No, like, no, no. And Seth Seth like overrides because he's making football bets, and that's the one that has TV on it.
1: No, the, the whole the way it was set up was that Kevin Owens like, no, we're not going to go to Applebee's, yeah, and then we and I then we there. just, no, sir, Kevin, and we go to Applebee's. Like the jump cut there is important.
0: Like the details actually dilute the impact. All right, so, so, you tell me if you like the Juicy story. So it's juicy Juicy Blue states. Um, I think I think the story was too subtle. You think it's too subtle? I think it's too subtle. Man. So anyway, everybody knows the story. So all the people who played the deck, me, Mark Schmidt, and. Julian make top eight, only lose to each other. I beat Marshmint round of eight. It was actually the first top eight Magic podcast. Yeah. Um, I eventually lose to Julian in the finals, and I'm like, Julian, you know, good job or whatever. He, although he offered me the the win for my box, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, no, can beat this stupid child. I did not beat the stupid child. Who we're having dinner with tomorrow? Tomorrow, I'm having dinner tomorrow, with. Them. Yeah. Are you gonna go? I don't
1: think I can make it. I gotta
0: check. So, um. So I'm like, Julian, WTF? Random land in your sideboard. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I never knew when to side it in. So I would always side out my main deck land for my sideboard land. What? <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. So I had I had a land in my sideboard. I side it in like control matchups, right? But right, right. Like this didn't make sense. We're playing boomerang decks. You wouldn't side in a Demir Aqueduct in a right, boomerang right, matchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid, right? It's like, yeah. I was just siding it in, and like, you know, I would side out my main deck land for my sideboard. I'm like, do you understand how stupid that is? Why would you do this? Like, you know, Steve told me to. And I'm like, Steve, what are you doing? He's like, oh yeah, Mark Schmidt also had extra land in his sideboard. And I'm like, Steve, what are you doing? He's like, well, I knew our deck was really good, right? <laughs> Steve didn't play, right? Yeah, yeah. He kind of went drinking the night before it didn't come. So, like, so I was pretty sure that we, I, I could only lose to somebody else playing the deck. So I got them to, instead of playing a Maloku in their sideboard, like I did, <laughs> just had a random Demir Aqueduct in so that I would have an advantage. <laughs> okay. Like, it wouldn't really affect them. Our deck was so good, we just beat everybody else. But I knew it would eventually come down to mirrors. And I would have a Moloku and they would have a friend. <laughs> I
1: would boomerang their Timber shim- <laughs> I would boomerang <laughs> their Simmer <laughs> the
0: shim- <your> <laughs> I mean, that's like the greatest story, right? And like, nobody... I don't think yeah. people didn't get it. Yeah, I think
1: the nuance of that just got lost in print.
0: They didn't get like that we were really just going to beat everybody else other than each yeah. other. Like,
1: yeah. Isn't that also the one where you forgot how legendary works?
0: Yeah, but I won the match. Okay. Even though I didn't... I forgot how it le- was. Well, it's permanent. Right? Oh, it's permanent. So it's, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. It's legendary permanent. Yeah, so I thought it was untap, only target legendary creature. Oh, right, right. But I had, like, was it Manamo or whatever? You had whatever. the Minamo. Yeah, 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 so I yeah. could have just killed him, like, many turns earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um...
1: Yeah. I, all I remember is me whispering into the podcaster. Permanent.
0: Permanent. The word of the day is... Permanent. Permanent. <laughs> all right, so, um... Uh, an hour thirty of, of 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 twenty usable minutes of podcast. Drunken NBA ranting, uh, and I don't even remember what we talked about. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird show notes. <laughs> yeah, uh, by decade. <laughs> sure. All right. This has been uh, Brian David Marshall and
1: Michael J. Flores. Bye.